You are now tuned in. You are now tuned in to the caffeinated rose. Sit back, relax, grab a cup, because we're about to get started in three, two, one. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to the Caffeinated Rose. How are y'all doing? I know it feels like forever since the last podcast. It's crazy because with everything going on and just like quarantine and being in the house, um, it's like a week feels like a month and three days seem like forever. So um, yeah, it's been crazy just trying to keep myself together, but you know, I hope y'all okay, staying inside, staying safe. Um, this is normally my favorite part of the show where, um, it's my favorite segment, what you sipping on, but we doing something a little different today. We're switching it up. And because of the episode, Uncorked and Uncensored, I thought y'all, I, and I need it. It's Friday. We gonna, we gonna get some wine. Now see, this wine here comes from the San Antonio Winery, and we are talking about Uncorked. Y'all, I don't know if y'all have seen the Netflix movie, um, Uncorked, and it talks about um, this young man, Elijah, who wants to be a master sommelier. So I thought, you know, Elijah, I, I could probably enjoy some wine with you. And listen, unlike liquor, wine is totally different. It, um... It's just so much, and I think the movie has taught me a little bit more, but I mean, this is a red wine. It's a sweet red wine, and I have literally, um, I've been into wine, but not as much, but I think with liquor, it's easy to say, hey, you like dark liquor, you like light liquor, Uh, but with wine, I mean, the regions and just the taste, the pairings and what tastes good with what, it's crazy, Um, but I'm going to enjoy this because it's sweet enough where um, it's not super bitter, but it has enough body that can actually like, you know, just, I can, I can feel like I'm doing something, but not too crazy, not too much, and it has about 11 alcohol in it so hey i'm a support shout out to san antonio winery in california i'm thankful for y'all i'm thankful let me enjoy i guess if i'm gonna pour it might as well drink it it's good man y'all yeah it's been a week i think we're all still adapting it's like every day things are changing they want to open the world up too quick. And um, I just found out I can't do camp for the summer. Uh, windshake camps. It's crazy because I just drunk wine. I'll talk about windshake. But hey, no judgment. But um, yeah, man, like it's just been so much just over the past couple days. And I was just like, hey, I need to I need to get on here and uh, talk to y'all. I miss y'all. <laughs> so we're going to jump right into everything we're talking about today. Um, uncorked on Netflix. I'm thankful. Let's just say that my good friend Ariel recommended that I even check this out. And I'm so thankful that she did because it was so tasteful. It was such an inspiring film. Um, So shout out to everyone who um, all the hands that went into making and producing it because it was beautiful. Um, And so we could kind of talk about it. So Prentice Penny. um, Awesome. 
awesome guy. He was the director of this film. And side note, he was also the executive producer for Insecure. Now, let me tell y'all. Have y'all caught up? Have y'all been caught up? Y'all caught up on the season? How y'all feel about Molly? Y'all think Molly and Issa gonna last? Y'all think they're gonna be really good friends? Because if I recall, on the first episode of the fourth season, Issa was on the phone and she was like, yeah, I'm not talking to Molly right now. And I'm trying to figure out when that season going, when that part of the show is gonna come back because I need to see what happens. So I'm, I'm staying connected. But I mean, man, um... So when I found out and after doing some research, after watching the movie, seeing the bomb cast and seeing um, that the director also executive produced um, Insecure and they be having like wind down where they go over basically each episode that comes out. I was like, oh, this makes sense. Like, of course he produced this because or directed it because it's awesome. Like, I oh, it was beautiful and it was funny. Like, I genuinely watched it. And from beginning to end, I was just like intrigued. It's only about almost like right under two hours. Um, it's an easy watch, but I mean, man, it was beautiful. So I think it's so crazy because after doing research on um, on him and just like the film and just all the ins and outs of what happened going into it, I found this quote from Andre Mack and he's like a winemaker, sommelier, but um, it Prior to this movie, I had no idea what a sommelier was. Um, it's basically like a wine enthusiast, um, just an expert in all things wine. So I thought it was pretty dope because even seeing this movie, I thought um, about coffee. And it was such a, uh, it's really good for the father-son type relationship like to peek into that because we've always seen like in movies you know your mother daughter um you know the family aspect as a whole but it was so beautiful to see um a man and his son and just the dynamics of how um the passion that went in basically I'm not going to give you all the details but um there was a family-owned business and you know, the son had been working up in the business. The dad had grew up in the business and he basically wanted to pass this business down to his son. And his son was like, I'm not feeling it, bro. <laughs> like, I love you, dude, but um, I'm not a fan. Like, I'm OK. Like, I I could not do this. I could um, I want to be a sommelier, you know, and he worked at his uh, at the family business, but also did part time in like a wine shop. So um. It was just a, it was just very interesting to see from the jump, like the dynamic um, of the father-son thing. Like, it was so cool. But crazy enough, even doing research, this whole film, like he's been working on it for a minute, but it was really inspired, I guess, the, he knew that he wanted it to be like a father-son dynamic and just like what he wanted that to look like. But he knew it was like a family-owned business, secured that, okay, it's gonna be a barbecue spot. But what was the son going to want to do? And so he was going out, preparing to go to his cousin's wedding in Paris, which is dope. I need to go there when the world opens back up. But um, he didn't know about wine. So he took a class. And even like him going through the class and um, and having his instructor really go through the details and the regions and break it down, it was like that the connection instantly like, clicked onto his head um with when you think about barbecue and the wood is used um and how important that is with barbecue um it's the same thing when you look at like how important the grapes are in wine so he was like oh, let's let's just 
let's just put that together. But, um, yes. So, and I didn't even say that. I was like, let me get, not get off topic, but Andre, Andre Mack, he, um, yes, the winemaker Somalia, he said this quote and I saw it in an article and it shook me. I was like, Ooh, I got to say this because he said it. And I was like, everybody needs to hear this. Um, when you see someone who looks like you engaging in something that you never thought was for you, it's a game changer. I'm going to say that again for my note takers. When you see someone who looks like you engaging in something that you never thought was for you, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. And I must say, like, that movie had me literally, like, on the edge of my seat. Like, oh, this is crazy. Like, I loved it. Um, But, okay. So, I wanted, of course, I wasn't going to go through here talking about wine, Without a little wine talk. Um, my favorite part of the movie was Kim was so cute. Like, even starting the movie. And, okay, this is not giving away details. You'll see it in the movie when you watch it anyway. But, um, basically, his love interest, like, the girl that he ends up with or whatever, she comes into the wine store and, like, you know, he's, like, spinning game kind of, sort of. But doing his job, when she asks, like, well, which wine should he, like, pick up? Well, what should she pick up? And so he breaks it down. He's like, you know, Chardonnay is, like, you know, the Jay-Z wine. Um, it's versatile, smooth. It goes with anything. It's the OG. And then he picks up, like some pinot some pinot grigio and he was like you know it has a little spice but it's likely to surprise you it's more like a kanye west <laughs> and then he picks up the riesling and y'all love riesling but he picks up the riesling and he's like mm, it has more of like a crisp clean um taste it's usually kind of sweet it's more like drake you know, the Rieslings being their feelings. And I was like, yo, that makes so much sense. But when you think about it, um, and, and I want to talk more about this kind of as the podcast goes, but just think about the way in which he broke that down. And I'm pretty sure he could go on for all the rest of um, the types of wine they have out there. But imagine having someone with so much knowledge be able to, to put you to explain this to you so much so that you can fully understand um, what you are doing in like the industry. It's like explaining the industry, like breaking it down. Like here, here's the quality of each option and, and you pick and you, and you really can understand. You don't feel like, uh, I still don't really understand. Like you get it. And not that, not that the only way you would get it is if he relates it to celebrities, but it's fun. It's quirky. It's different. I like it. But, uh, yeah, it's like you feeling a little Kanye West or you, you love yeah, your feelings. You need a little Riesling. So I thought that was cool. But I I wanted to do some more further research um, for my note takers. Y'all could go ahead and, like, pull out something if you would like. Um, but... If you think about wine, I thought about um, pairing, really wine and food pairing, because I don't know if this is y'all, I don't know if y'all can relate to this, but since we didn't have this whole lockdown quarantine in the house, y'all, I've cooked so much. I baked fish the other day. I did fish and vegetables. We made 
pasta. We, I've been looking recipes up. I've been mixing. I've been going to the grocery store looking for legit things to cook. And it's crazy. And I know this sounds bad. Like, Kobe, you ain't cooked before this? I did, but understand I traveled a lot for work. So I was kind of like, I'd cook a, a little like one day out the month and then, or, you know, two or three days out the month. And then I kind of like not, <laughs> but I've been home and I've been like between buying my whole coffee setup. I've actually been cooking. Y'all, y'all remember those little pies <laughs> those little pies that's like church and if your church doesn't do this it's okay but hey everyone needs to experience it but um you know the little pies outside when they used to sell the little desserts before everybody had the little coffee shops and they in their little uh church you could go get the pie and they used to sell them outside and when i was in new orleans in front of greater st stevens they used to sell the little pie. And I, you know, me being young, like, I, w- I used to want to go to church, like, for a good word. I mean, yeah, but I was, like, seven, and I really just wanted the pie. Like, I didn't really care about the service. I wanted the pie. So I bought the little crust because, I mean, if I'm going to try to start baking, because I, I used to bake with my dad, but I'm not going to say I'm an expert baker, Um I could probably win something on Nailed It, but I think that that's about it. But, um, I, yeah, so I went and bought the little crust to make the pie, and I did it. But I thought, well, you know, since we're trying new things, why not look at wine pairing um, to see what I could potentially, with all these random things I'm cooking, maybe some wine could be paired up with it. So, yes, when we looked at, so there's Pinot Noir, um, and with Pinot Noir, it really mixes well with like earthy flavors, like mushrooms, anything that has that earthy, like woodsy type taste to it. Um, Pinot is a great mix. When it comes to Chardonnay, the OG, the Jay-Z, um, salmon's really good. Like anything with a, like fish in a rich sauce. Whenever you have like a rich sauce, Chardonnay's really good with that. Um, even when it comes to champagne, and this was different, when it comes to champagne, like crispy udon noodles um, makes for a good little mesh. Now, um, I like cabs, Cabernet Sauvignon. Like I love cabs. Um, I don't have a favorite. Don't ask me because when I go out, um, I try them. <laughs> I just try stuff and I ask people like, what do they think? So I'm not, I'm not an expert, not sommelier, you know, not the thing, but I like it. I could appreciate it. I could appreciate great things, but, um, yes, steaks or lamb chops really go with calves. They're really good, um, together. And they say it's literally because it acts as a, like it refreshes the palate with each bite with a cab because you think about it. I don't even like steak. Um, but if I had a good cab paired with it, I probably would because when you think about steak and you think about like, depending upon how you like your steak cooked, that cab, like to refresh your palate with each time it gives you like that fresh taste each time, each bite. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, when you think about it, Savion Blanc, it goes with like tart dressings and sauces, like anything like tangy food. Um, you think about Pinot Grigio, um, and that's our, that's our Kanye West, um it's like light seafood dishes like like cute little you know whatever um I think about like Malbec or Syrahs like I drink um Syrahs uh, let me not let me not try to use that word 
a lot because it's going to mess me up. But um, you think about it, like it's a bold enough drink to to pair with something that's heavily spiced, like spicy barbecue um, or just something of that sort would actually mesh well. And then we have our Moscato Diasti. And of course, I'm not going through and naming them all, but... I had um, Cupcake. The Cupcake brand has a really good Moscato Diasti. And I'm and it's probably like 11 bucks. Um, and you can commonly find it. You can probably find it even in Walmart. But it's really good. And I didn't even think to pair it with anything. Because normally when I do drink it, it's just kind of like a... I just had a taste for it. Um, and I just needed something. But it pairs well with like fruit desserts. And I wouldn't have even thought about that, but it is a little sweeter. So anything that's like a fruit dessert, that would make sense. Like something with a berry, something with acidity to um, cut that. I feel like that would really do it some justice. So yeah, man, like I think that's dope. That is really dope. So that's my wine talk. Um, but no, I'll be putting up a few um, infographics just to kind of show a few of the things I'm talking about. And I'll recap it on a blog on my website. Um, so be looking forward to that soon. But yeah, it's crazy to think about like how many things that wine actually pairs with. But even transitioning into this cast breakdown, y'all, the cast for this film was dope. You look at Mamadou, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. It's Athi. I'm so sorry if I mispronounced this. But um, he was our main character, Elijah. Oh, my gosh. He was so great. Just like his his poise. Just when you look at the... And it's this scene, y'all. Uh, and I don't want to give it away. But it's this scene... Um, prior to a lot of things happening in their family and you know he goes back to school and he's in this moment where he's studying for his exam and it's so oh my gosh like oh I was like I got chills because it was just so believable it's just real it was just I loved it um Courtney B Vance is on there y'all let me tell y'all I'm getting better at um being able to like there's some celebrities that I I'm not really big on TV um I am into music but it's not like I can spot out a celebrity if I'm just walking and I'm like oh I know exactly who that is and name them I passed by Lil Romeo in um in California and I was just like okay like <laughs> I mean I didn't know who he was so like wait after the fact but um which is sad don't judge me but Y'all, Courtney B. Vance was on my flight. Like, so, because I travel a lot with work, I I wasn't feeling good. So, I was trying to just, like, hurry up and load the plane fast. So, I end up upgrading my seat to where it was kind of, like, I think it's the third row from first class. Because I feel like, you know, I'm just up there. I don't really got to worry about nobody. I could just get on the plane quickly, sit down, um, and get off the plane quickly because I was ready to go. This flight attendant, y'all... She took forever letting us out the plane. I was just like, sweet, sweetheart, I'm trying to go. The little, the ding sound that went off. Everybody's up with their bags in their hands. And she is hugging this man and trying to take a picture. I said, okay, we just trying to get off. That's it. But now I looked at this movie, y'all, and I said, wait a minute. This man was on my flight. And I could have just said, hey, y'all, I was looking at this man right here. He was smiling. And I was just like, I could have said, hey, I ain't even know. I ain't even know, Lord. But she got a picture. 
she got a picture, whatever. But um, Niecy Nash killed y'all. You know, Niecy Nash has has literally transitioned so much, you know, throughout her career. But this one, I'm not saying it's like the best of the best. Like, oh my gosh, don't quote me. But this was a really great performance from her. I think you could tell, and even as I was doing research, as he, um, when he even gave her the script and just like really reached out and asked if she wanted to be a part of the cast, uh, just just the moments in which and how. Um, her character was portrayed in this film it was just beautiful to really see her take this role um and run with it and love it oh it was so good and they got my boy Matt McGorry from How to Get Away with Murder he's always the one who's just I feel like he has the same type of (laughs) type of character in these films that he shows this activist um very like straight cut like his personality in these um in the last two roles I've seen him which was only how to get away with murder and now this it's kind of the same it's parallel um so yeah it's not like he's the bad guy but it's it's kind of like the same but when you just think about overall like how much work that was put into this film you could see it um even the fact that he pulled like Dylan Proctor which is another big name as it relates to wine and even just getting my mind thinking like, y'all, I live in Atlanta. I live in Georgia. Let me not say that. I live south of Atlanta because people from Atlanta get upset. But in Atlanta, there's city winery. And even it's the most diverse um, winery as far as the staff in the world. When you think about, I didn't even know prior to this movie. I'm so thankful for it because... I wasn't aware of one, the lack of representation uh, in the wine industry for people of color and just the, just how well uh, it showcased this, but not even that, just the father son um, dynamics and the love that was in this movie that you were able to see and really just him, um, Elijah, the main character going after a dream, one that he didn't understand, one that he just knew that it was this passion that was in his heart. And he just knew that he wanted to to do more and he wanted to, um, this was a dream he had. And he was like, dude, I'm going for it. And it kind of segued into, as I was sitting here watching this movie, like, and I want to watch it again to be able to fully dissect it. Um, even again, like a third time, cause I've watched it twice, but watching it a third time to even dissect it, it, the whole time I was sitting there watching it, it just made me think of coffee. And it's crazy because when you think of the specialty coffee industry, um, it's just, it's the same thing. Like it's, it's getting better. I know now, especially with living in Atlanta, there's so much access to diversity. I mean, you have Gilly Brew Bar, you have Portrait, you have Dope Coffee, you have so many, um, emerging brands that, um, are represented. Like we're getting some representation out there in the specialty coffee space, but it's crazy because I was tuned into uh, a live talk with Portrait the other day and they were able to get uh Lim Butler who's the co-founder of Black and White Coffee Roasters in Durham on this call and he and basically as they were talking it's like you know we're all on this we're all on a search for our special cup um as it relates to like the world of specialty coffee and it's so big um but one of the realest things he said in reference to diversity and inclusion in the specialty coffee industry was and I quote I am not concerned with being diverse. I'm concerned with doing the work. And when I heard that, 
I was sitting in my bed and I was like, yeah, like that's real because any, any industry that you immerse yourself into. Um, and that's where my people of color, that's where my women in like the tech world, um, and just anything of that sort, you, the way you immerse yourself in these industries is literally by doing the work. So that quote in all was so inspiring, but, um, when you think about it, even like in the coffee world, it's like most of the world's coffee is grown in Brazil. It's grown in Vietnam, Colombia, Indonesia, Ethiopia. Brazil alone produces 5 billion pounds of coffee every year. People of color. You look at these black and brown people who are the producers but aren't necessarily the beneficiaries of this great being, of this fruit, of this love. Um, and it's definitely changing, I feel like, as the, the rise of like fair trade and just as we are getting more representation on the back end on the, you know, for the consumers. And I'm like, because let me slow down because I get passionate and I start speeding and I start talking really fast. But you look at consumers and we are now getting to the point where people of color fully understand specialty coffee, um, not only from the aspect of uh, their their palates are even getting like it's just oh my gosh I'm smiling because you look at if you were to actually do the research a proper research on where um where the coffee coffee itself like specialty coffee the journey that it has kind of came through and even as um and Liam talked about it like the beginning of specialty coffee in Atlanta um for people of color just really looking at the development and just where we are like in 2020 and where we are going um it's just so beautiful uh to see and just the education I think it all starts with education and I was able to talk to uh, Carrie in um the from the common cup and the other day and just really being able to talk to her I follow the chocolate barista um Michelle Johnson on Twitter and I love how unapologetic uh, I hate this word unapologetically herself she is like it's just you come into these industries and I think even as it relates to this movie this theme I think the overall theme of this even episode is just man no matter how big it is you got to follow your dream and we just need representation for any and every industry and that's just real and of course it's not easy uh, but I think the most like it was so encouraging to see that not only like he pushed himself um but this was you think about gener breaking generational curses and just even like coming into um families where I mean, realistically, when you look at this movie, it wasn't that he, from the jump, that um, he didn't want his son to, like, be anything else. Like, be a Somali. Like, he was completely against it. But, I mean, even you'll hear it in the movie. Dude, he wanted to be a teacher. He went to school to be a teacher. And he saw that his dad um, needed help. And he decided to drop all of his dreams to go and support his father. And I think sometimes in family dynamics, we we will let go of a dream to support family. And I'm not saying that that is wrong at all. But I just think that 
There is someone out there who needs you to crawl so that they could walk. They need you to, they need the sacrifice, the sacrifice for you to go out there and fail and fail again and fail again and do the work and keep records of it and show people um, that it can be done because it just changes. It's a game changer. As Andre Max said, it is a game changer to see even for myself with Chick-fil-A coming into the company when I initially got into the company in 2016. I did not see any owners and operators who looked like me so it became a thing that I was like well I would love to own and operate this business I would love to go in here and provide for my family and do xyz but it wasn't until I went to corporate or until I got out of my surroundings to see that it was possible that I began to see people like me and it gave me another it gave me another boost. It made me feel like, okay, well, if that person, you know, if she could do it, I could do it. If he could do it, I could do it. And it's not that we necessarily need someone to push us, but it helps. It helps when you do come across, you work with somebody that you could just be yourself. You don't have to code switch and code switching. It's just where you like adjust your language, behavior, appearance, um, and just easing to ease your entry into your entry or like success in social context based on the dominant culture. So just walking into another, walking into a job where you may be the only person of color. There are certain things that you may feel that you may, um, you can't really relate to and it just makes you uncomfortable. That is creating an uncomfortable environment sometimes and you don't actually know like how to move forward and where to operate and what to do. Um, and, and even in understanding that, Honestly, when you are breaking into a lot of these um, industries with the lack of representation, it will feel like that in the beginning. But I think the power of social media, even in this time and in the quarantine and being at home, it has taught me a lot of how to properly network and really get out there and still meet people who aren't necessarily um, in close proximity of you, but are still in the industries that you're pursuing. You just have to take the time to get out there and reach. You're going to have to reach for what you want. And although it may be difficult at the beginning, I believe that especially in each industry, although it may not, you may not be able to see um, the faces of those who are out there um, paving the way for you. But if that is truly a desire in your heart and that's truly something that you want to do, you got to go for it. And there's someone, I promise, there who um, will either help you along the way or understand your pain or understand where you are. And y'all will be able to connect and bump heads and talk about um, what's next and where to go. But, you know, I don't know. If I can give any tip and I can give anything that I challenge you guys to do for this week or just going forward. I mean, as we are in this and as we prepare to transition out when that time may come, um, if I know that movie, watching it uh, lit a fire in me and just understanding a, a deeper understanding as to who I am just a little bit and just my interest in knowing that maybe, you know, maybe I am called to do something that no one in my family has done before and no one that um, is in close proximity to me has done before. But I know that, I mean, yeah, it's a movie and um, but doing research and seeing 
those that have came before me and really have took um, this passion and took this drive and have done it, I know that it is uh, it's possible. Anything is possible. But uh, man, I thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, it's been so great just being able to talk with you guys. And I want to hear your feedback. Like, don't like feel free to reach out, DM me at the caffeinated rose on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. I'm always down to talk. We have so much time. Um, I mean, whether it be Zoom calls, whether it be actually like a FaceTime, phone call, whichever you prefer, but definitely let me know. Let's talk about it. Let's chop it up. Um, it's just been awesome to really connect. And like I said, you know, I, I hope all of y'all are being safe. Just wash your hands. Um, you go outside, wear a mask because it's not only that you are um, protecting others or protect yourself because some people just kind of doing what they want right now and and don't make that mistake of just going out there and feeling like you could just kind of do what you want and that you're immune because we are seeing that um, this virus doesn't um, doesn't care about your uh, protective factors. <laughs> your gender, your race, your anything. It doesn't care. It's a virus. Duh. So um, y'all be safe. And um, yeah, let's stay connected. Love y'all.